recorded live at the Hawk's Nest on the Summit in Pataskala, Ohio. Vinyl Analysis presents dun, 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 Garage Days, and I'm your host, Arch Madness. Underproduced and over the top. It, it, look, if you're keeping score at home, this is episode three, the third show I've done in my garage, and I, and I know I said in the beginning that I'd be going back to the studio to record Vinyl Analysis in January. Well, hmm, we'll see. I, I'm digging this. And, and truly, with, with the help of Mike Dorsey, I've cleaned up some things, added some production tools on this end that are going to help, and I, and I think you'll notice, I really do. Uh, he's also helped me line up some cool guests. So, look, I've got enough propane and bush light to get me through a cold winter out here. And calling the Hawk's Nest hotline on this episode in just a few is Stephen Piercy. And there's so much I want to talk to him about. I want to ask him about Rat, of course, and he if he and Juan have anything planned. The Geico commercial, we do have a Rat problem. I mean, that's they got a they got a shit ton of downloads after that commercial, and it's it's awesome when things like that go viral. I mean, it opens up an artist to a whole new audience. And as much Sunset Strip that gets discussed on this podcast. I definitely want to talk to Stephen about Robin Crosby and, and what he meant to the whole scene. Because if you're going to play the Mount Rushmore game when it comes to the 80 Sunset Strip scene, I mean, Robin Crosby is a part of that discussion immediately. And Stephen, too, for that matter. Something else I'm going to bring up with Stephen, it's, it's his last two solo records in particular. I mean, they're, they are really good and he and guitarist Eric Farentinos, man, they are, they're in a groove. And I started getting back into his solo stuff after, it was like 2017. It was after 2017's Smash. Great record. The song 10 Miles, 10 Miles Wide. Just a, a killer tune. Such a great track. And before we, we call him, this episode's Give Me Five Listener Poll. I should get this out there. Your five favorite rat songs. And I'll read yours. I'll tell you mine. Uh, that's on the way. But right now, he is calling the Hawk's Nest hotline, the one and only Stephen Piercy. Hey, Stephen. What's up? Hey, first and foremost, uh, you know, 20, yeah. 2020, it's been insane. Yeah. How are you, man? Good. Real good. A lot of things went down, you know, obviously, but a lot of things went down for the better because I've all I do is write music and prepare to record anyway, so it just moved me in that direction and and on to some interesting projects. So it's all good. Yeah, you it's know, all good. so far so good. Can't complain, you know. Let's talk about the new music because I mean the reason I'm excited about a new Stephen Piercy 2021 record is mm. because of your last two releases. I got to be honest, Smash and View to a Thrill, I mean those are amazing. Smash Stephen, that hasn't left my rotation in three years, and I want you to talk about. I want you to talk about your plans for a new release, and then where you and Eric are creatively, because I think you guys are in a zone right now, and it's it's really cool to to kind of check out as a, as a fan. Yeah, you you pretty much uh, hit the nail on the head there. Um, since writing, we've gotten more adapt to what we're doing in any given time in this record. I mean, this new record, my sixth solo record, the third one with him pretty much writing half and half, you know, going at it. Right. Um, like that uh, has just started, and it's, it's, it's insane. The new music is going to be incredible. 
um, for the new record, solo record, actually. Um, so the music's done. We're just waiting for a studio date, and and we'll pull in. I have a, a, a another project I need to get out first. It's a legacy uh, a record, Stephen Piercy legacy record. And then I'll go in and do the uh, new record, uh, solo record, which will be number six. What's uh, what's the le- what's the legacy? What is the legacy record? I'm not. I'm not. What is that? It, it's going to be just a career retrospective kind of a record. You know, there's been all this weird stuff people putting out there of my music and the bootleggers. So I just thought I'd set it straight and put the real thing out there. You know, the, uh, what right. I think is uh, would be my pick for you know how I started the first songs written up till to date you know, the legacy of what I think would be presentable or close enough. And that has nothing to do with uh, uh, rat music, although it does, because a lot of my solo works ended up being on on rat records anyway, like In Your Direction, Back For More, uh, the EP, uh, so... Right. It's all relative. No, I, I got you, man. I mean, do you do you feel like Farentinos and you kind of have a groove? Because from a fan's perspective, oh, yeah. it, it feels Without that way. Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Especially on the last two records, yeah. you're right, Smash and View. The the next one that we're doing, is it's going to be heavy. I mean, we're, we're liking where we're going. And then again, like you said, you know, we're still thinking, you know, commercial. We still like having hits. We still like our songs being on heavy rotation, right. <laughs> or whatever that may be. We still like success, you know. They're still, they're still gold, you know. We've got to talk about it, Stephen. I mean, the, the, the Geico and the rap problem. I mean, how, sure. did, how, did, how did that all come about, man? Well, it came about just like, you know, today, you know, somebody coming to us to use the song in a movie and a com- or a commercial, and we either say yay or nay. The difference with the Geico, it was on the heels of what was going to be a great tour, which didn't happen, the Big Rock Summer Festival tour, and, uh, you know, it's the first time we've ever really acted or pretty much played in a commercial. We've had, uh, I think the closest we have had to that was uh, Point Break, I believe, at the end of the uh, movie. Look, the the listeners are gonna smack me in the back back of the head if I if I don't ask it. But I mean, but do you do you and Juan have anything planned for Rat in in twenty twenty one? Or well, we were going to. I mean, I had been on the hills of trying to get something going um, for for Rat, and you know, I was presenting a lot of music that even went so far back to View. To view to a thrill, right, right. Uh, to a thrill record, and he never, you know, uh, uh, pretty much uh, jumped to the occasion or stepped up to the occasion. So I just went ahead and did view. And the same thing here is, is it's like let's do a record, let's get something out. And he didn't feel whatever, and that it was, I don't know. Uh, I got you, but man. it never went you. down. And I just have, to, I have to finish my 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 solo record so it was perfect timing you know actually so you know it, it was good timing it worked out for the better and you know on, on my uh, on my radio show on this podcast I mean really for the last 25 years on, on my radio show I'm I'm a huge 80s oh. sunset strip I mean that's I'm an 80s kid Stephen and nice. I, that's that's my favorite that's my favorite music it's my favorite genre and now that I have Stephen Piercy on, on the line with me, I would love 
to just have something from you talking about King, talking about Robin Crosby and what he oh, meant. Oh, what he meant. What do you mean? I mean, look, I, yeah. I keep, I'm keeping his legacy uh, alive as much as I, I can. I mean, it, it would, it's just endless and endless, the contribution he had to the band and how important he was to the band. Because uh, it was Robin and I who pretty much spearheaded and, and directed the uh, lad into what we know it. And it was a thought out thing. You know, it wasn't like, let's go play some music and get laid. And, and it was like, no, we got to think about an image. We have competition. There's Led Zeppelin, there's Van Halen, there's all these bands to compete right. against. I mean, there was a lot going down besides, uh, you know the uh three p's per se back then but then again that's robin for you you know man and and, and steven i'm not i'm not blowing smoke man but when it comes to sure. that era when it comes to that genre and as much as everybody wants to to you know and i love guns i love the crew i love all that i know you and the crew mm-hmm. were friends but i'm telling you man rat hit for hit video for video you guys could fucking hang with anybody, man, from that genre. I mean, Rat was the shit, so that's always been my opinion. That's something I've always talked about, and I've always voiced that opinion. That's not something I'm saying just because I got Stephen Pearcey cool. on so. I, I One thing that we do that we're happy about, as long as we're into legacies, is the fact that we were um, a, a big part of that whole scene, which wasn't really a scene until it ha- we made it, you know, a few bands you know, brought attention to the L.A. scene. And that would be Van Halen first. Yes, okay? sir. Yep. First and foremost, Van Halen brought this whole scenario on the on the plate. And then when the Heavy Battle Outs Festival, as you know, I don't know where you were living, but, you know, 19, uh, you know, 80, 81. Ohio, uh, Ohio, Molly, Stephen. You know, <laughs> Uh, Quiet Riot, yeah. you know, Heavy Metal, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, it, it all exploded right then and there. So it was, it was, it was perfect fucking timing, you know. And we were a part of it, and that's all we care about. That's all. That's yep. right, man. Amen. Rat and roll. And and Stephen, if uh, <laughs> do, you, do you have a date? Do you know about the the solo record, or do you have anything in mind? Or are you just kind of waiting to see what twenty twenty one has in store. Well, the songs are, are done. I'm just tightening up on the lyrics and maybe a few other songs since it's been a while. Um, I mean, Eric's constantly always throwing songs out there that are really amazing. And I'm going to be doing some vocal stuff soon on another song, which would, is going to take people by surprise. And, and, uh, Let's see what let's see what happens. But with Eric, I mean, the songs could change any day. We could go in and start recording, and then I'll hear something else, and we'll just change tracks. And, I mean, it just happens with him like that. Good but stuff. We're ready to go. Yeah, you know, man. It's just a matter of uh, getting studio time, and 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 it will be out probably summer. Yeah. You know? And then I'm going to be doing announcing some uh, these were uh, a couple of virtual concerts here coming up. And uh, stream streaming uh, streaming gigs, uh, special events though. Oh, cool. uh, not your not your regular get up and dance kind of play <laughs> and go through the motions gig. It'll be a little different or a lot different. Good deal, man. Stephen Piercy, yeah. uh, you know, thank you so much for your time. 
Thank you for your music. I, I can't wait to hear the new stuff, and I can't wait to see you live again, Stephen. Sure. Hey, me too. And everybody, and also, uh, uh, you know, if you want to uh, see what's happening, go to theratpack.com or officialstephenpiercy.com and see what's happening. I mean, the world didn't just come to an end here. I mean, you know. We'll get through this, Stephen, won't we? We are, we are going to be ranting and rolling here. <laughs> Stephen Piercy, appreciate you. Thank you so much, bro. Thank you, brother. Well, there you have it, Stephen Piercy. And you know one thing that phone call reaffirms for me, anyway. Stephen Piercy wants to write and create new music. And good for him, man. And he's got a really good writing partner right now in Eric Farentinos. It also, it also reaffirms what I've deducted from what I've read and heard over the years is that the other dudes in Rat would just as soon tour and, and play the hits and not go in the studio. And, and they have, they got a shit ton of hits. I get it. Just a lot of respect for Piercy to remain that driven and creative. His last two releases have had some good stuff on them. I mean, YouTube that shit. All right, let's do it. The Gimme Five listener poll, your five favorite rat songs. I'll start. I'll go quick so we can dive right into yours. Now, I do have songs, how should I, I'm trying to explain this, where I went with this, where my head was when I did my, my top fives, my top five, excuse me. I, I have songs I love on the EP, yes, and technically one of mine appears on the EP as well, it's my number one, but, but what I'm saying here, Reach for the Sky, Detonator, love those records, but my top five is coming from the first three at Atlantic Records, the, the trilogy if you will, Out of the Cellar, Invasion of Your Privacy, and Dancing Undercover. And let me say this, I had to do something that I hope my sons never have to do, a choice they never have to make. I mean, I had to pick between the songs The Morning After and Scene of the Crime. <laughs> I mean, that was damn near impossible. Well, you know, 2020, you know, am I right? Uh, number five, Closer to My Heart. And I know Rat didn't do ballads until later, but they did. And you guys know what I'm talking about. They had these, these chill but real heavy tunes. I mean, just absolute grooves. And this was one of those. Closer to My Heart is a jam. Uh, number four, It Doesn't Matter. And that's the one from Dancing Undercover that I picked for my top five. The first side of that album, I mean, it had the hits. But the second side of that record was the shit. And it doesn't matter. It was just, it was nasty and dirty. And that's when Rat was at their best. Uh, number three for me is Lay It Down. I mean, come on. Do you remember when that came out, that riff? I mean, if you don't think that was one of the best riffs from that scene, I mean, you're just, you're lying to yourself, man. Uh, number two is The Morning After. And this could easily be my favorite Rat song. If it wasn't for that intro to Back For More, that acoustic intro with the heavy riff that follows. I mean, there's, there's not another song from that era that starts like that. And that's coming, that's coming from a docking guy. Back For More is my number one. All right, let's go to you guys now. And I, and I throw these polls on my Archie Facebook page, and that's what I've read from. And I've had some people say to me, hey, man, post the, the Gimme Five on Twitter and Instagram which I might start doing. It sounds like a sounds like a lot of work to me. But anywho, up first, Molly, I'm reading this off my phone. 
Molly McKee Hunter. Now, Molly's number five is Giving Yourself Away. So there you go. There's the one and only Power Ballad, a song Stephen Piercy wrote with Desmond Child and Diane Warren. Whew, I mean, they've, they've written a few hits, huh? <laughs> Damn. I mean, was David Foster busy? Was he not available that afternoon? Uh, Molly's number four, Nobody Rides for Free, which Stephen brought up, referring to Point Break, and that was the, that was the closing tune. Uh, her number three is Lay It Down. Number two is Slip of the Lip from Dancing Undercover. And Molly's number one is I Want a Woman. That, of course, off Reach for the Sky. That's a great list to get us started, Molly. Uh, next up is Chris Reed down in South Carolina, who has, uh, he's got the same top five, which is, this is kind of cool. He's got the same top five as Molly did. Uh, don't know if that's ever happened before. We've only had two shows, but, you know, if you're keeping track, don't think that's ever happened. Same top five, except Chris, of course, a little more descriptive on what he thinks of people who hate on the song Giving Yourself Away. <laughs> that's my guy, man. Uh, Rob Marshall, what's up, Rob? Uh, Lay It Down, Back for More, Wanted Man, and Wanted Man, I mean, one of my all-time favorite videos, Bobby Blotzer, if you remember that video, it's got the best line where their their bus rolls up in that old western ghost town, do you remember that video? And he's like, that ain't no bar, that's a saloon, <laughs> anyway, it's a great line. Uh, Rob also has One Step Away and Round and Round to finish off his top five. Up next, Michael Flora and oh, Flora. Flora and I made up, and this isn't bragging, two-thirds of the greatest outfield to ever suit up in the Columbus Clippers fantasy camp. That's all true. I mean, once in a generation outfield. Um, <laughs> Mike has at number five, Heads I Win, Tails You Lose. Nice, Mikey. Uh, of course, from the Detonator album, number four, Wanted Man. Then I Want a Woman, Lack of communication, and you're in love. That finishes off Mike's uh, Chuck Oni. Love me some Chuck. His five favorite rat songs, Wanted Man, Tell the World. There you go, Tell the World. There's the EP. Uh, you Think You're Tough, off the EP as well. Uh, Back for More, off the EP if, you, if you're old school there. And let's see here, Chuck Oni's number one is Scene of the Crime, and I feel you. I feel you on that one, Chuck. And, and that would have been my number one as well. Man, for a 13-year-old boy, let me set the scene here. For a 13-year-old boy growing up on the Ohio River in 1984, I mean, my two favorite things were girls and heavy metal. And I remember when I heard that verse in Scene of the Crime, you know which one I'm talking about, the one that went like, cold-blooded bitch going out on me. Remember that? I mean, right in the feels, boy. So, yeah, well, Steve Perry wasn't writing lyrics like that, let me just tell you. The next top five comes from, oh, fellow knight of the rock table and rock house's own Doug Blessing. Let me see here. Let me scroll down. Uh, I want a woman. Shame, shame, shame. Sweet Cheater. Love Sweet Cheater. That's another great song from the EP. Uh, Doug's top two, You're in Love, and You Think You're Tough. I mean, You Think You're Tough. That always, I love that song. That always sounded killer live if you ever got to see Rat. Uh, Brian Weisskittle and his top five rat tunes. Let's see here. Number five, uh, Thrills in the Night. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just kidding, V. Uh, Brian's top five goes like this. Number five, Slip of the Lip, Wanted Man, I Want a Woman, Back for More. And Brian's number one is Lack of Communication. 
Uh, let me see. Scroll. Oh, oh boy. Don't look now. We've got a got another Knight of the Rock table. Lord of the Thighs checking in. Kevin Young of the Gypsy King. Let me see here. Kev Beam's top five rat tunes. I want a woman. Lay it down. Round and round. Slip of the lip. And Kevin's number one is The Morning After. There you go. And Kev's a drummer. And as I read Kev Beam's top five, and look, as much as we'll talk about Piercy and Crosby and Demartini, Bobby Blotzer is a beast. He, in my opinion, he added a strut to Rat for sure. And he's, he's one of the biggest personalities from that era. Uh, let's see. Next top five comes from, oh, from the Pretty Phil's Angie Kulo. Angie, what's up? Uh, her number five is You're in Love. Then it's Lack of Communication. Dance is her number three. I mean, that's, that's the first time I think I've read that. I've read Dance here on this list. Uh, good call on that one, Ange. What a cool tune. Uh, then it's Way Cool Jr. And her number one is Back for More. Nice choice, Ange. Our next Gimme Five comes from Mike Austin, a.k.a. Beasley, a nickname bestowed upon him by Chip Zanuff. I mean, if you want a guy giving you a nickname, that's the cat you want doing it, right? Uh, Mike says, in no particular order, let's see, bottom line, city to city, the morning after, in your direction, and 7th Avenue, hell yeah, 7th Avenue. And, and that's, you know, 7th Avenue, that's what I meant earlier when discussing uh, Undercover. You know, Dancing Undercover, I mean, love the first side of that record, and, and that's where the hits are, but that second side was one of my favorite all times, man. If you think, what was it? It was Looking for Love, then 7th Avenue, and then It Doesn't Matter. Hell yeah. Uh, last Gimme Five comes from the dude who helped me line up Stephen Piercy for this show, Mike Dorsey. Dorsey's top five are Round and Round, Wanted Man, Lack of Communication, Back for More, and lay it down. Nicely done, Doors. Uh, thanks to everyone who played along and commented on this episode's Gimme Five. Uh, now, I, I do have another segment that I've wanted to do on the two previous episodes. I think it's a, it's a good closer. It's called Something Old, Something New. Kind of self-explanatory there. It's, it's, the, it's the Garage Days version of what's on your table. I'll, You know what? We'll, we'll do that next time. I, I just... I want, to, I want to get this show out right now. So I uh, want to thank Stephen Piercy for calling The Garage. That was badass. Uh, everyone who participated in the Gimme Five and those of you that are listening right now, appreciate you. I'm Arch Madness, and this has been Garage Days. Stay frosty.